Okay, welcome everybody to Why Did I Like It? I'm the nefarious Mike A. Sims. Of course, this is a show where I look back on things from my past and see why did I like it, hence the name of the show. Today's episode is it's, it's very bittersweet. Um, no, I mean, it's it sucks. Not the episode, the reasoning. Jason David Frank, a.k.a. Tommy Oliver, from the Power Rangers universe, passed away. Uh, recently. And just before I start, if there's anyone out there who is dealing with any kind of personal problems, any kind of issues, anything that is is eating away at you, where you think there's no hope, please speak to someone. There's hotlines, there's there's avenues, there's there's tools, there's many things that you can do to have your voice, your concerns, your fears, your worries, everything heard and there are people who love you, who care about you, and who value you. And um, I just want everybody to know that there, there may seem like there's not a way, but there is always a way out. Now, having said that, before I started doing Why Did I Like It as like a as a as an actual podcast, uh, before I was coerced uh, into doing it, I had played around with some other formats. Uh, mainly, I recorded it on SoundCloud, which, uh, as we all know, SoundCloud is Actually, SoundCloud is dope. I was going to say something disparaging about SoundCloud, but it's actually it actually it served its purpose for a time, and now it's it's still it's still existing. You know, can't say the same for a bunch of different uh, things. So I'm not going to disparage SoundCloud. But I put together my first episode. It was very poorly <laughs> recorded and everything. Uh, but I was trying to figure out why did I like Power Rangers, so I rewatched the first episode of Power Rangers, and um, subsequently just gave my just did what the show normally does and um i toyed with the idea of going back to it i've done if you look at my youtube account mike a sims x mike versus that's m-i-c space v-e-r-s-y-s i have skits with myself dressed as the red ranger um i make tons of power ranger references i've just been a power rangers fan you know of mighty Morphin power rangers let's get that clear i even i have two different versions of the movie for whatever reason no two different copies of the same movie uh, just because, you know, you have to overcompensate to show how big of a fan you are of something. Anyway, so I decided once uh, I learned of his passing, you know, everyone's going to put up the picture like I have behind me right now. I have a, a an artist rendering. Uh, the artist's name is Carlos Dottoli. That's Carlos D-A-T-T-O-L-I. Uh, credit and shout out to you, my good man who it depicts the Green Ranger, who was Tommy Oliver with the Dragon Sword in the background. That was the machine that Tommy controlled. I don't want to spend too much time doing backstory. The point is, after, you know, Jason David Frank's passing, I decided to do this episode where I watched his first appearance in the Power Rangers universe. Jason David Frank, of course, you know, he was, he was in his 40s when he passed away. He did more than just Power Rangers, but he was such a big part of the Power Rangers universe, you know, being a Red Ranger at one point, uh, the White Tiger. My goodness, that was an amazing saga where they had a, the Power Rangers got a new member of their team and they couldn't figure out who it was. Like, it could be anybody else. But, you know, because something had happened with Tommy when he was the Green Ranger. And so he lost his powers. Spoiler alert for a show that's like 20 something years old. And so he ended up becoming the White Ranger, you know, and he, and he would come back as like an advisor to other Power Rangers. And, you know, so he, so it was very tied to his legacy. He'd also done MMA. He was also a very prolific martial artist. I mean, it was actually what's amazing is the other day, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching an episode of Family Matters. 
sorry. I was toying with the idea of doing Why Did I Like Family Matters. Just, I don't know if that's ever going to happen because that show is ludicrous. But the episode in question or the segment in question that I decided to look back on to show my mother, my brother, uh, and some other people that the show was ludicrous was Steve Urkel would take a potion sometimes. Eventually, it was a big machine that, which my brother pointed out, had all the working levers on the outside of the machine. So, I mean, that's great engineering. If I wanted to stop him from what he was doing, I could just pull everything off the side of the machine because it's on the outside. Um, but he would, but Steve Urkel, who was a nerd, would use the machine to transform himself into a cool person. That subsequently changed into different characters for some reason. So in this particular episode, he would turn into Bruce Lee. Oh my goodness. The episode is, it doesn't hold up. This is spoiler alert for a future Why Did I Like It episode. Um, it does not hold up because a, um, a man pretending to do another ethnicity doesn't really hold up ever anymore. Um, if that, if that's fair to say, but Steve turned into Bruce Lee alongside uh, his two little friends. It was little Richie who was, I, I can't explain the relationship on the show and little Richie's friend. I, Steve was hanging out with two children in a park, whatever that wouldn't fly in this day and age, but I apparently did back then. And these two kids turned into Bruce Lee and they beat up these bullies. And one of the bullies, and I, as I saw it, I was like, yo, that's Tommy. <laughs> like I was like, that's, that's Tommy from, because as a, as a, as a, um, I don't know if this is news to anybody. Um, if you are black, you understand. If you are not, um, I think you probably know we do this. Black people call you by your character's name almost for your entire life. I usually don't, but we have a tendency to do that. Um, so I'm like, that's Tommy. <laughs> I was like, that's Tommy? Like, yeah, that's Tommy from Power Rangers. And he has a goatee and he's trying to like look like what a bad, what, it's like clearly what a good person thinks a bad person acts like. So he just moves his arms a lot and he like, like nods at things that like other bad people are saying. <laughs> Like one of the guys is like, I'm going to beat you up and kick you out of the park, Steve. And Tommy's like, yeah, yeah, beat him up and kick him out of the park. And doing some slight research for this episode, which I really didn't need to. I love it. I, I've followed the Power Rangers careers. The actors who portrayed the initial cast, I've, I've just followed them. Um, whether it's Amy Jo Johnson or Austin St. John, or which is Kimberly and, and Jason, respectively, or um, I can't remember Zach's name. Zach's my favorite Power Ranger. I just followed their careers. So I was familiar. So I was aware of what, you know, Jason David Frank was doing. But that slipped through the cracks. And it was a pleasant surprise where I was going to mock Steve Urkel and Jason, I mean, sorry, and Tommy just pops up on my screen. Jason David Frank is Tommy. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to watch the episode Green with Evil. <sighs> sorry, this is, it. it's just very hard. Um, but it's something I, I feel is necessary to do. Um, and touching on the first episode again, I mean, I, I I doubt anybody's heard it. I know only one person has heard it, and he um he has this insatiable appetite for um emo music and obscure wrestling references. He knows who he is. He might be the producer named Brian. It is another spoiler. This is a spoiler filled episode already. But anyway. Yeah, so, but I, I'm going to touch on some things that I mentioned in that first episode. Um, but again, it was never released to the public, so might as well be a ghost in the wind. Um, but enough about me. Let's get to this episode of, it's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's season one. It's called Green with Evil. And it's the debut of Tommy Oliver. It was aired on October 8th, 1993. My goodness gracious. It's actually a five-part miniseries, which was very cool. I remember Power Rangers did a lot, actually. They would... um 
have little sagas. And uh, it was a five-parter and serves as the 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st episode of the first season. So they were coming out the blocks hot with this, which was cool. Anyway, so I'm going to watch the first part of that. So, of course, that's in season one. It's called Green with Evil. Let's uh, get down to business. I don't want to go any further. Also, um, I am live streaming this onto my YouTube page, but I am not playing the episode anywhere because YouTube likes to flag, son. Green with Evil Part 1, Out of Control. Man, that Power Rangers opening is just fire. After 10,000 years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. Gets right to it. Gets right to it. Rita's like, Rita plays no games. 10,000 years, I'm free. Let's, let's, where were we? Conquering Earth. That's right. I mean, society has changed. There's cars and, you know, everything else. <laughs> She's like, because even in 1993, it was pretty advanced. Based on 10,000 years earlier, what I'm sure it was just rocks and baby dinosaurs. Toy Trang, uh, Toy Trang, the place Trini also passed away, unfortunately, a while ago. Walter Jones as Zach, of course. Amy Jo Johnson. A lot of people had a crush on her. I had a crush on Trini. David Yost as Billy, who's detailed his experiences on the show. And Austin St. John was Jason. And then the guys who played Balkan Skull, their names passed by so fast, I, pfft, whatever. This debuted in 1993, August 28, 1993, and ran until 1996, this particular season, because it changes. It's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and there's Power Rangers Zio. You know, different names. I think it's like Beast Morphers now. Okay, so we start up on a, of course, in the rec center, because these kids never went to class. They were just always hanging out in the rec center. There's a martial arts expo going on. Jason, being the best martial artist, is, you know, gearing up for this. As, oh, Trini's giving him advice. And we have Tommy Oliver already doing jumping spin kicks. Whoa. Whoa. Tommy Oliver's first introduction is him doing jumping spin kicks. My goodness. Like, every time I see somebody who does something fantastic, and he's still doing the spin kicks, and he's on top of a green mat. He's wearing all green. Also, if you notice, I'm wearing green, too. His honor is, you know. Well, you guys can't notice because you're on a podcast listening to this. But I'm wearing a green bean and green sweater. Cut to Rita, who's looking at Tommy like, oh, who's that snack? So Rita Repulsa, the main villain of the series in the first season, is looking at Tommy Oliver and is like, okay, mommy likey, mommy wants some. Why is this martial arts expo just in the middle of this? this is this a rec center? It's a, it's a rec center, I believe. And Jason and Tommy are just doing spin kicks towards each other. A spoiler alert again, I did not like Tommy Oliver. Did I did I loved Zach? Zach's my favorite Power Ranger, first and foremost. But Tommy coming and like not only taking Kimberly from Jason, but then taking the lead. Like, how do you roll up in there and just how do you take the whole thing? But Jason David Frank was so likable that it was a begrudging dislike. And I was a child disliking the Green Ranger because I'm like, how do you take it from because of you know, I'm the younger brother, middle child. If I see somebody who you know gets it taken, I automatically. Regress back to that middle child syndrome where I'm like, there's never enough for me. No, 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 Mike. Save your therapy. No, but that, no, that's, you know, that, you know, kids like, oh, that's not fair. But Jason and Tommy are going at it like they're legit beefing already. I mean, this must be an alpha male thing because they're throwing fists and kicking and knees. And this is like, oh, Jason would kick directly to Tommy's stomach. Tommy popped back up, though. I got to say, whoever casted this show was, it's going to sound crazy, but was very smart in getting actual martial artists. Because when you watch a show like, you know, Marvel had, or it was an affiliate, it was Marvel, basically, had a Netflix show called Iron Fist, which was based around the lead character being this martial arts master. It was played by Finn Jones. Finn Jones did not want to take martial arts classes. So there was a lot of body double usage, a lot of, you know, just trickery, basically. And you could tell it wasn't him. And he was just flailing around, basically. But Tommy and Jason are clearly martial artists because they were just put on a clinic just now. Like the spin kicks, the the, the strikes, the, the the high kicks, the roundhouses. 
They're fantastic. Jason, I think he won that match. And Kimberly is staring at Tommy as Trini's sitting there egging it on. Now, I don't remember. I, maybe I just made it up in my head. Maybe I thought that Kimberly liked Jason and I just made it up. Also, gotta love that the Power Rangers characters always wore their colors. Trini's in yellow, Kimberly's in pink. Oh, they showed the, they're showing the school. I stand corrected. They're showing the inside of the school. Kimberly's at her locker. Balkan Skull show up with that song. Boom, boom. <laughs> like, who chose that cue? Give me a silly music cue here for these two bullies pop up. I will say now, oh, Tommy, yo, Balkan Skull were the worst bullies ever because they got beat up every single episode. They were just so useless. Tommy immediately like doing the spin kicks again. Okay, I think Tommy might just have this one move, guys, actually. I, mean, I was impressed with it and I still am, but... It's, it's starting to run, run very tired very quickly. He's doing spin kicks. Balkan Skull tried to hit on Kimberly and Tommy walks up and it's just like, hey, you guys want some of this? It starts doing that part. I got to pause it. Tommy was like, so, so. <laughs> like, just swinging his fist at these people. Like, at these two bullies. Like, why don't you beat them up, Tommy? Look, we don't have time for your theatrics. Either go throw some hands or just walk away. Tommy's very much uh, about show, don't tell, I guess. He's you know what? Maybe it's one of those situations where like the person who's the most dangerous in the squad doesn't say much, whereas the one who's like the softest is always yelling, which is why I talk so much. I'm very soft. Because he rolls up to Buck and Skull and was like, hey, why don't you leave the girl alone? I don't even know what they did to her. I think they were just being annoying guys in the 90s. And Tommy just, and they're like, oh, let's go. Let's get out of here. That's on, this is, You guys think I'm joking about this, but this is what just happened on here. And now Tommy's like, so what's up? <laughs> so what's up? Tommy Oliver. Jason David Frank, man. It's that likability. And Kimberly's instantly, instantly smitten. You're new around here, aren't you? No, I've been here forever. You know you've never seen me, Kimberly. Which means you're new around here, aren't you? Tommy rocking that choker. He has on a plaid shirt. Of course, it's green. Wait, is it green or is it just black? And now it's green. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Come on now, Power Rangers. I mean, imagine having to be the wardrobe designer on this show. It's a nightmare. Every week, you got to find colors. <laughs> you got to find these colors. Give me yellow. Give me yellow. I wonder when they stop doing it. I feel like that was, a, I feel like that was on the first season. Back to Rita, who's like, Tommy, you need to be under my spell. Okay, let's just do this real quick. This is going to be very fast. Brian, it's rant time. So, Power Rangers was created by Haim Saban and Shuki Levy. So what they what these two gentlemen did was that they found footage from uh, Japanese action series where they would have uh, masked or uniformed superheroes battle against monsters and that eventually the monsters would grow. These superheroes would jump into the machines. The machines would then battle the large monsters and then that was it. The actors were originally Japanese. The action took place in Japan or locales that were similar to that. So it was, it was a very Japanese show. So what these two producers decided to do was take the footage of the actual battle and action scenes and they would import that. And what they would shoot is just these teenage actors in like the mall or doing fight scenes in their clothes or like reacting to nothing. Basically, this is what it was. These were also non-union actors, which means that they weren't covered by like an acting union. So they were working for very cheap under very dangerous conditions for very long hours. That actually plays into why Jason, uh, Zach and Trini left the show. And they were pumping these episodes out because it was very cheap to make. You're just shooting people standing around in a field and sometimes standing around in a, in a, in a rec center. There's really nothing to pay for. So when it would come to Rita's scenes, 
the actress was Japanese um, and they kept her or Asian. I, I don't know exactly what her background was, but they kept her footage in there because she was still considered the villain of the show. And they would just dub her with some woman who would basically screech and scream like, come on, Rangers, what are you going to do? Get them down there. Let's do this. You know, whatever it was. But she was Asian. So they, they I, I think it was just American's version of what an evil Asian woman would sound like in a fictional setting. So that's what they were going for. And then you know, some of the other monsters, like the movements didn't link up. It was just, it was clearly dubbed. But then it would go back to the Americans, you know, Zach, Trini, all them, whatever have you. And they'd be speaking regular. So as a kid, you especially didn't realize that this was dubbing. You just thought it was the way that it was. When I got older and found this all out, I was like, it was even more amazing that the show was a hit because it was just, it's such an implausible premise and such an insane well, way to go about it that the fact that it became what it was, was, was a miracle. All right, Brian, rant over. I got to say, if you've ever listened to the show before, you also know that karate was massive in the 90s. So this show was a hit. Like... They were young, they were cool, they were superheroes, they had action, and they were doing karate. And we, whether it was Three Ninjas, or it was Karate Masters, or it was you know Power Rangers, like kids in the 90s loved karate. And I think, and you know what, I'm putting this together right now, I think it was a holdover from the fact that a lot of our parents loved karate, because... The parents' generation, you got the imports of like, you know, One-Armed Swordsman and Five Deadly Venoms and all those karate movies and karate shows. So a lot of our fathers love karate. And therefore, we watched a lot of karate-based things. And then you had like Chuck Norris, Walker, Texas Ranger, you know, being the karate American, um, Eagle. So I, I think that it just it just kind of bled over into us. And then they put a hip spin on it with, this, with the Power Rangers and the whole teenagers fighting something while transforming in between blew up. Because you had Masked Rider, you had Superhuman Samurai, which I covered before in the archives. You had VR Troopers, you had Beetleborgs. Like it was just, they were like, okay, get another group of teenagers, make them transform into something else, sell toys. That was literally the process. And I fell for each and every single one of them. Every single time. The first episode I did of the show, non-canon, was Why Do I Like Power Rangers. The first episode I did on this podcast was Why Do I Like Superhuman Samurai. And now, since rest in peace, Jason David Frank is gone, I'm doing Why Do I Like Power Rangers again. Ladies and gentlemen, I was obsessed with this stuff. And I don't say, you know what? Somebody asked me the other day, or somebody you know, mentioned in passing, like, oh, you're stuck in the past. And I was like, let's first of all, <laughs> you have to be trying to leave to be stuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow, wow. I'm not even joking. Like, I don't see it as stuck in the past because these are things that I still enjoy. It would be one thing if I was like <laughs> acting like a child, but I'm very much aware of my bills, the state of the world, politics, policies, what's happening all over in different parts with wars. And, and, and I'm, trust me, I'm very keyed in. That's just a side note, which is why I appreciate this stuff even more. But I also like to look back and see, like, why did I like it and do I still like it? So while I can think fondly about Power Rangers or, or you know, Lights Out, do I actually like them? Hence this show. But it's it's good to understand things that brought you joy in the past, how they can still bring you joy now. You, it just, you shift, you grow, you know, your mindset changes, life happens. We know the cliches. But if you liked something back then, there's a chance that you might like it still or like something similar to it. That should have been a rant also. So yeah, so I, so I love all this stuff, man. And that's why I have no problem doing it. But it's just funny that I'm doing this episode now and I can't stress how much I love that Jason David Frank stuck with the franchise through thick and thin. Because knowing, you know, what, what the whole pay scale was and everything like that, it clearly wasn't just for money. I'm sure to some extent he may have had some kind of perks or something like that. But I've seen him do Make-A-Wishes with kids dressed as a Green Ranger. Like, you know, this, this dude was, you know, and I don't want to speculate on his final days. And I'm not going to, you know, say that. As far as what I've seen, what I, what I saw... Even interactions with fans who were like celebrities, he was he always seemed very gracious and humble that they remembered him um, and were fans. That his character, like Tommy Oliver, 
the, the the character reminded me of like a Wolverine or or like Mystique later on in the in the show or the in the X Men movies uh, the first class movies or whatever or like just that character who sometimes the actor gets popular or becomes popular or sometimes like there's a character in a show or an actor who breaks out and the show starts Steve Urkel and Family Matters the show starts to just revolve around that one character and then you have Overkill it almost happened in the office with Dwight because Dwight was hugely popular in the beginning of the office but thankfully thankfully Steve Carell was such an amazing actor and the rest of the cast was so on point that it didn't happen where it became about like the Dwight show. And then they did try to do a spinoff of Dwight called The Farm and it didn't work. So that's what this was with Tommy Oliver. And he just, he just was so, he was just always there. And now I appreciate it knowing, you know, what the whole behind the scenes of Power Rangers was. At the time I was just like, oh, Tommy's back again. <laughs> you know, and I just, he just, he was, it could have created burnout, but I think because Power Rangers cycled so fast, like by the time they had, okay, so there was plenty more from Power Rangers and I think there was Power Rangers, the, the Ninja Storm or whatever it was, or there was something where they were ninjas, um, which the movie introduced. And then there was Power Rangers Zeo where they were the machines. It cycled through different variations or different like, and there was the Thunderzoids. The Thunderzoids was my favorite. Sorry, I got excited. Which was the Red Dragon, you know, the, the, the White Tiger, all that kind of stuff. So they cycled through enough where like, I don't think the younger generations really noticed. It's like how Pokemon has like 6,000 Pokemon now. So if you liked it in the 90s when it first came out like me, it's a different version of Pokemon than it is today. So, but again, like I said, that's why it's good to like things and, and appreciate them and what, what they brought to your life and what made you attract them in the first place. That can also be used for life in general and relationships. That's right. Remember why you was attracted in the first place. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to bring some levity because this is a very heavy episode. Okay, so... I got to also say that uh, the one thing that I was also crazy about Tommy Oliver is, okay, let's, whatever, Black Ranger, Black guy, you know, Red Ranger, Italian, Red-Blooded Italians, Pink Ranger, girl, Blue Ranger, boy. If you know, you know. If you don't, don't worry about it. Shouldn't be said. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm assuming Green Ranger, maybe Jason David Frank was Native American, or at least Tommy was Native American. Um, something I can think of. Or maybe he just lucked out and they were just like, hey, he just looks good in a, in a, in a green suit, um, even though it's imported from another country. But yeah. Also, Black Ranger was my favorite because he could dance. This is just, these are just side notes I'm throwing in there. I'm just reading some of the notes I took from the first time in the episode. Uh, but anyway, let's get, back to this. let's get back to the show. I forgot I was actually watching it. Let's get back to it. So now Rita has seen Tommy. And just like Kimmy saw Tommy and was like, Mama will have two, please. Rita's like, in a different way, she's like, I'm about to take over his soul. So she's sing, screaming, wailing. Look at how he talked to these two extras who would never talk to. It's a guy with denim shorts and glasses, another guy with his pants pulled all the way up there, what's going over his head. Then Tommy broke off of them and is walking in a dark alley, and putties show up. Putties make the best noises. If you saw my gobbledygooker episode, that's what the gobbledygooker sound like, but this is not the gobbledygooker. These are putties. They might be related, but I don't know. So Tommy is not getting jumped by the putties, and he is... Put in that work. He has to pose in between. Listen, Power Rangers posed in between every single thing they did. So he already has the acumen to be a Power Ranger. He like tossed some putty into a bunch of boxes and immediately did a dragon pose or what? I, you know, I said dragon pose. Like I know what that means. He did a martial arts pose. Wow, Jason and Frank was really good at this. He's like flipping and jumping around. <laughs> now this is clearly shot in America because he's, he's a stuntman. Just they're not even trying to hit him. They're just throwing themselves around. Jason and Frank is like tapping one of them. He does a somersault. He does this like very far kick. Oh, Jason David Frank had a trash can in his hand. He launched it like a Frisbee. It hit a putty and it flew the putty backwards. 
A putty is a gray-suited henchman, basically, lackey. They all disappear. He said, man, why me? Thank you. I was like, why wouldn't he ask why these random gray things are attacking him? Rita's like, okay, he's got it. He's beating up my weakest warriors, which I just made. Putties were made out of actual putty, and she would send them, Rita would send them down to Earth, and they never won. They, I, they served zero purpose. The putties would just get beat up, and then the Power Rangers would transform and beat up whatever big monster she sent down to. Tommy Oliver is now stuck in a windstorm. Oh, Rita came down. Oh, uh, wait, okay. Now she's saying, Tommy, I've chosen you. So they had to splice together the footage from Japan and America. That's, oof, these editors back in the day. That means they were doing it with like glue and scissors. Okay, so she kidnapped Tommy, wrapped him in goo, and put him in a, in a glass orb. I don't remember this episode being this dark. Also, I was very young. But he's literally like mummified. Like she mummified Tommy. And she's doing more. Oh, she's trying to take over his mind still. And every time she says it, it's like a, oh. Okay, that's clearly a Japanese man who's turning into... T- <laughs> Okay, I got to pause it. I got to pause it. There's a lot happening, guys. Hold on. Okay, okay. So Rita trapped Tommy in, a, in an orb where he was mummified on this, like, this altar. And there's candles all around him. And she's, she's whispering, Rita's whispering this spell into this skull that keeps lighting up with red eyes. Like, it's like a 1980s toy, basically. And as it lights up with the red eyes, Tommy sits up. But they have him, shred, they have Tommy shrouded in darkness. But if you look closely, you can see that there's an Asian man there because they spliced in the footage. Like I told you, this is blowing my mind. And nobody thought to be like, maybe just cut that scene out. So now Tommy's sitting up with short hair. Tommy Oliver in this show has long hair. Not this person who's supposed to be Tommy in this clearly Asian dub. And now they're trying to cut back and forth. Like they're closing up on Jason David Frank's eyes where it's turning green and everything. They're really, you know what? They're trying. They're trying. They're trying. So that's all I can ask for. He said, as you wish. I like how back in the day when somebody was mind controlled, they would immediately say to somebody who's mind controlling them, as you wish. Oh, and we just, wait. Rita knows their actual personality, their actual names. Hold on. Okay. So now Tommy's asking what, Rita, what do you, what Rita, what will you have me do? And Rita's like just listing the Rangers real identities. Why doesn't she just go murk the Rangers? Can she not touch Earth? If Rita knows all these Rangers identities, why doesn't she just go after the, like go after the Rangers personally or like ruin them financially? Like, you know, there's a movie called Changing Lanes with Ben Affleck and Samuel L. Jackson. And, they got into a slight fender bender and Ben Affleck left Samuel L. Jackson stranded on the side of the road and they started to ruin each other's lives one by one, calling it fake uh, crisis with their kids and messing with bank accounts and everything. That's what Rita should have done. Rita should have like, messed with these kids' bank accounts. Okay, <laughs> this is stupid. Let's keep going. So Rita's like, you're about to get the sixth, the sixth power coin. How did Rita, so Rita had a power coin? Why didn't Rita just use the power coin to become a Power Ranger and like she did in the updated movie? By the way, I like the remake movie, the reboot. They rebooted Power Rangers and it was very dope. It was heavy on the teenage drama, but it was cool. And now Tommy Oliver has become the Green Ranger. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back. What was that? He said, he said a catchphrase. Hold on. Wow, his mission statement is very clear. He said, to the fall of Zordon and the destruction of the Power Rangers. One track mind. <gasps> How did he get to the command center so fast? Okay, the Green Ranger is now in the command center. How did he get there? Wait, so if Rita knew where all of this was, why does she spend her time doing anything she does? Okay, so Tommy broke into the command center, which is the Power Rangers headquarters, had a CD in his hand and plugged it into Alpha 5, who was the Power Rangers robot. Now, Zordon's like, what are you doing in here? And Green Ranger's just talking mad junk. What you gonna do? You're a floating face. You're not gonna do nothing. Zordon is a floating face who gives the Power Rangers advice about life and tells them what missions to go to. <laughs> Zordon's like, hey, hey, Tommy, don't, don't destroy me. I can save you. He's like, worry about, worry about saving yourself, old man. 
It's amazing. There's no security in this command center. There's none. Tommy's just pulling out random wires in this very like rudimentary uh, control panel. He's just ripping wires out. Very much like an older person trying to figure out some technology they don't get. Start unplugging things right and left. Unplug it all. He said to Rita, Zora's been eliminated. Power Rangers are next. Evil laugh. These aren't captions. I'm just saying this. This is what's happening right now. Wow. Tommy's still talking mad junk to Zordon <laughs> like, and disappears. So Rita knew where the command center was and sent Tommy directly there. Tommy did like the most basic amount of like damage to it. He just destroyed some panels and put a, I guess, a corrupting CD into Alpha 5, who was there, the Power Rangers robot. And now Tommy is in a mountainside? Okay, so now that Zordon is, I, I guess when you pull out the plug, he just disappears. Remember, remember, Zordon, okay, Zordon was actually, I think, stuck between two dimensions. That's why he was in this like glass tube and he was just a floating face. He couldn't actually set foot on Earth. Rita throws down her staff, which is what she normally does to create a big monster. And Goldar, who is her right-hand man, is now growing in size. This is all happening at an alarmingly quick rate. I don't even know where the Power Rangers are through any of this, because at this point now, you have to know they're cleaning a car. The Power Rangers are cleaning a car. The Power Rangers had this car that was supposed to be like a flying car, but they only used it like once or twice. Zach called it Zach's Wax. Kimberly and Trini show up saying, hey guys, what are you guys doing here, you useless bums? And Zach said, grab a wax, because we're waxing the car or whatever. Kimberly's bummed out because... Tommy, who she just met, like, didn't show up for their date. What'd you make it? Last scene? And now the, the Power Rangers had these comp things that they would use to, to contact Zordon and Alpha 5 back at the command center, and they'd be like, oh, hey, what's going on? And Alpha just came and is like, aye, 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 Rangers, I'm losing my mind or whatever. And now they're in the flying car. This episode is ridiculous. This episode has a lot going on, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up and, like, give you play-by-play while also reacting to it, but this, oh my gosh. They're in a fly... Okay. I don't want to pause it anymore, but they're in a flying car. The flying car like tilted to like the right and they just showed up in the command center. The command center now that is destroyed. Jason said, look at this place. Alpha, their robot is still bugging out. They're like, Zordon's destroyed. You know, as a kid, I'd have been like, oh my God. Like as a kid, Green Ranger being in the command center would have blown my mind. Like, yo, he might actually take them all out. Because even right now, like seeing him getting there, you saw my reaction. I was like, oh, he's in there already. Okay, they took out the CD at Alpha 5's back that was making, basically making Alpha 5 speak backwards, which was very weird. And her memory chips have been scrambled. I think Alpha's a woman. You know what? It's a, it's a robot, so it's a they. Jason figuring everything out. Someone obviously broke into the command center. Jason, seriously? That had to be said. You know what? That's, you know what? Now, now I'm happy Tommy took over. That statement alone, whenever the monsters grow, like they usually attack a city. Angel Grove, I don't, I guess it's supposed to be Los Angeles, but what? Oh, they're, they're morphing. I gotta pause it. But this monster, Goldar, who is Luigi's right-hand man, has been grown and destroying parts of wherever for at least like 20 minutes now. And the Power Rangers who were surveying the command center, where Jason very astutely says, looks like someone broke into the command center, is now, like, now they're like, oh no. Whenever the Power Rangers were trying to see what's going on in the rest of the world, they would look in this orb, this white orb. There's a lot of orbs in this show. And this white orb would show them what's happening like right outside their door. Like they could look at a window, but they look at this and they're looking and they're seeing Goldar stomping around. If you were just like in Angel Grove and he's stomping around Angel Grove, you didn't see like a 50 foot giant golden monster attacking your town. You just like, uh, probably nothing. Let's get in this flying car and badly CGI our way to the command center. They didn't even show the car like entering the command center. It just like kind of shrank and grew in the command center. It was very weird how that just happened. I can't get over the car thing. All right, now they're morphing. Mastodon, Pterodactyl, Sabertooth Tiger, Tyrannosaurus, Tyrannosaurus. Jason would speak normally until he transformed. Then he was Tyrannosaurus. 
Call the Putty Patrol, Power Rangers song blaring, Power Rangers going to work, Mike Sims getting excited. Yeah. Little did they know that they're about to be green with evil. This Joe, Tommy is, Tommy is having it. Tommy said to the beginning, <laughs> to the beginning of the end of the Power Rangers. My man is just declarative statements right and left to the beginning of the end of the Power Rangers. Yes, Tommy. Yes, indeed. Goldar is still large. The putties have showed up, the putty patrol, which are stronger putties, but still just as useless. They have like thicker hands for whatever reason. Okay, putty patrol fight the Power Rangers, but large Goldar is just knocking bricks and rocks all over the place. Like he's not even doing anything. We didn't make us power. No. Whenever the Power Rangers did that, they put their hand up and make a stance again. Why is Goldar letting this happen? Goldar could kill them right now. Like they're literally just like, they're putting their hands up and they're like, they're motioning and the, the Zords have to crawl out of random parts of the earth. If I'm Goldar, I'm like, no, 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 no. And I'm start like destroying these machines. The robots, the Megazords are literally coming out of different parts of the earth. One's in a volcano, one's in the, <laughs> the crust of the earth. Wait a minute, isn't this destroying the environment? Like, where are they like, okay, these big machines just came from the earth and they're causing like, Earthquakes and volcanoes and seismic shifts to like the natural order of the, of the of the planet. This seems like a lot of destruction just to be one tall bad guy. Oh yeah, I forgot they had to put that crystal in as like a key to start it or to like connect each other together. There's a crystal the Power Rangers just took out and just jammed into something, and now the Megazord is happening. That's where all their robots joined together to one big thing, which was not stolen from Voltron. It's probably stolen from Voltron. There's a lot of information, guys. You have to Google all this stuff in this episode. The Megazord is happening. Goldar is tall. Green Ranger is still making declarative statements. We're going to stop the powers at all costs. He's just yelling at them from the, from the ground. The first Megazord, while fire, it just looks so stiff. The first Megazord is not my favorite. The Thunderzord is my favorite. If anybody cares, keep track at home. There'll be a quiz on this in 10 years. What was Mike's favorite Megazord? The White Tiger Zord? No, I clearly said Thunderzord. You don't listen to anybody. You fail this test. Now, Goldar, the giant monster of Reader's right-hand man, is fighting the Megazord, which is a giant robot that the Power Rangers are controlling. Where is Green Ranger through all this now? Did he just leave? Isn't this his episode? Probably should have picked a different episode with Green Ranger in it, because now Green Ranger is an afterthought in his own episode. They started with Tommy Oliver, and now the Power Rangers are fighting Goldar. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, Goldar disappeared. Just, yo, I should just wait and just watch. Oh, wait a minute. Goldar disappeared. Green Ranger just, hold on. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I remember this now. I remember this now. Okay, so Parents are fighting Goldar, right? So Goldar, sorry, I don't even know what this episode is anymore. Parents are fighting Goldar, right? Goldar is like, you know, putting, putting in work. He's like, whatever. Then he's like, bye, see you later. And he disappears. And the Power Rangers are like, wait a minute, what's going on? Where did you just go? Green Ranger's like, time to meet the Green Ranger. Green Ranger jumps off of some random rocks, jumps on top of the Megazord. So his hops are crazy. That vertical leap is nuts. Power Ranger, like Green Ranger, then opens up... <laughs> I like that the Green Ranger can just go. I like that the Green Ranger can just go anywhere. Like, he's just like, he can just go anywhere. Like, but like he can just, this Green Ranger can go anywhere. He went to the command center immediately. <laughs> then he jumped on the Megazord and just opened the Megazord door. Because the Power Rangers, they sit in this like control booth kind of thing where they all sit, all five of them sit together. <laughs> I need you guys to watch this episode just to see Green Ranger open that door. They are like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Green, Green Ranger got in here. Who, Green Ranger, who let you in here? <laughs> it's just, also, it's just, I mean, but man, when, and he just, he makes these declarative statements before he does it. <laughs> it's like, time to meet the Green Ranger. Oh, oh, oh. Wait a minute, wait a minute, guys. You don't see that? This is a little green thing jumping towards us. So I knock it out of the sky. Nope, Tommy Oliver jumps right on top of the Megazord's head. How he found the door so fast is beyond me. But he just opened the door. Hey guys, I don't know what he said. I want to go back and see what he said. Rebus like 
this this is the time for the destruction of the Power Rangers. Right here is where you guys are going to be destroyed. Oh man, Tommy Oliver, you you're you're getting Lex Luger levels of love for me right now. We, I don't know about Mantar, but this is this is, this is dude. I gotta hear what he says. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yo, yo, I need everybody to see this episode. No joke. Everyone has to please, please, long like rest in peace, Jason David Frank. We have to watch. Everybody, please, please go watch this episode. Green Ranger opens the door to the Megazord. First of all, Blue Ranger's like, who is that? Before the Green Ranger jumps onto the Megazord. Green Ranger jumps onto the Megazord, opens the door. I need y'all to understand that. Why is there a door at the back of the head of the Megazord? I thought that they slid through tunnels or something like that to get into this main like control room. Why there's a door back there? I, maybe for an escape hatch, I guess. I don't know. Point is, he opens the door. He's like, all hail Emperor Rita or whatever. And then he punches the Yellow Ranger in the face, first and foremost. Now, in the original series where they got this footage from, the Yellow Ranger was played by a guy. And so if you watch the original series, Pink Ranger has a skirt attached to her outfit, but Yellow Ranger doesn't. That's because it was a dude, like I said. So according to the American version of the show, <laughs> Tommy Oliver <laughs> says, long live Rita Repulsa, and then punches Trini in the face <laughs> and then just starts wrecking the rest of the Power Rangers in their control room in the Megazord. This is amazing. Oh, man. The Megazord is now losing its mind. Its head's bobbling around. Sparks coming out of it. Parents, you know, I remember all of this as a kid. I remember I was genuinely like, oh no. And this is like episode 17. And the show just started in August. Like we're in October. So I've been watching this for like three months. And the Green Ranger is taking them all on by himself, yo. Yo. Tommy Oliver's wrecking all of them. Okay, you know what? I'm getting this. I'm, I'm understanding now why Green Ranger was like everybody's favorite. Rita's loving it. Rita's like, ah. Jason said, you think you're so tough? Oh, snap. Okay, Tommy Oliver is fire. Jason said, you think you're so tough? Take me on. Tommy says, with pleasure, and chucks a dagger at Jason, Red Ranger, and blasts his chest immediately. That is equivalent of like, of like being like, pick up somebody your own size, and that person just wrecks you. And they're smaller than you. Tommy Oliver is lighting up Jason. And now Tommy Oliver is doing this. He did a Hadouken. Green Ranger did a Hadouken. Wow. Wow. Tommy Oliver just wrecked all the Power Rangers, did a Hadouken, destroyed the command center. Alpha 5 is now trying to get the command center back online. Alpha, give it up. Zordon's dead. Power Rangers coming back to the command center with the tails behind, between their legs, getting wrecked by Tommy Oliver. A guy in a green costume sounds just like Tommy Oliver. They're complaining to Alpha, who is it? Who is it? Do you know who this guy is? Kimberly, weren't you just up in his face like two minutes ago? Alpha's now bugging out. Man, I just, that, Tommy Oliver just yeah, like, how do you just take the whole, I don't remember it being that relentless. Like, Tommy just took the whole, Tommy Oliver in like 20 minutes took down the entire Power Ranger organization. This is a millennia long defense force. And Tommy's like, eh. Everyone's saying, like, so now Jason's saying we have to, you know, and now, I, now I'm seeing why Tommy took over. I was mad when I was a kid, but now I'm like, yeah. They're like, what are we going to do? Jason's like, prepare ourselves. We don't have Zordon this time. Jason, do you know what's happening? Clearly you don't have Zordon. To the fall of the Power Rangers. I'll destroy you one and all. Tommy Oliver talking mad junk to be continued. Boy, boy, that was fire. I'm about to finish watching this by myself. That was fire. Why do I like Power Rangers? I don't even know why I like it. You know what? There's no why do I like it. There is just legacy and impact. Man, that was a great, that was a great episode. It was, um, it was different. It was different. Jason David Frank made that, man. 
the vocal performance was 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 amazing. It was so unhinged. He went from the likability to like, I'm about to wreck these fools. And it was the statements in between before the attacks that really sold it. Because I'm like, because he could have just been fighting them. But like him saying like the declarative statements, like I keep saying, because obviously when they were going to the footage of, of the Green Ranger actually fighting the Power Rangers, that's the imported footage. But they still had Jason David Frank's voice. So he's just, he's hamming it up. He's making it deep. He's, <laughs> he's doing a maniacal laugh. Like he's just, he's making it so worthwhile. It's, it's, it's awesome. He just, he, he did a, bang up job of course his his fight in, in the alleyway like i get it guys i get it i get it i get why we like tommy oliver you know fantastic guy man fantastic fantastic character yeah i think uh, yeah, i'm gonna put a button on this episode and kind of call it remember guys you are loved people care and there's ways there's ways to fix things doesn't happen overnight doesn't mean it's easy doesn't mean the solution is is even fair sometimes, but I think I think it's worthwhile in the long run to to get better in any way you can. So rest in peace, Jason David Frank. Um, take care of yourselves, guys. <laughs>